Hello and welcome to another edition of Out of the Blue Podcast from Blue Zion Ministries. Grafted, gifted, and grounded with whole tree theology right out of the 11th chapter of Romans, connecting the covenant pages of the seamless 66 books of the Bible we hold in our hands. We are dedicated to help, encourage, and inspire you to live the Word of God out loud. And now, here's your Out of the Blue host, Evangelist S.J. Norlock. Praise the Lord, everyone. Shalom, shalom. Out of the Blue again today. Uh, We are just so thankful that you've jumped on board. Uh, Amen. To uh, just share the Word of the Lord uh, wherever you are. could be in your car. Uh, sitting in your couch at home, maybe holding a cup of coffee, a hot cup of tea, whatever it is. I'm glad that you've joined us today. We're just uh, thankful for what God is doing on the field, seeing signs, wonders, miracles. Just as of lately, somebody received the Holy Ghost. It was a a Spanish brother at a Spanish work uh, and uh, a great work. Uh, Brother Olarte is doing in Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, of course, I needed his assistance to make sure he wasn't speaking Spanish. But he said, no, he's receiving the Holy Ghost, brother. So just awesome. God has been so good to us traveling different faces, places, states, um, not really traveling overseas at the time. We're looking for our Israel tour, October, November, later this year. Uh, our tour people, if I could say, tour company is encouraging us uh, to go ahead and um, just jump on board. They're uh, just hoping as much as we are that things will calm down, simmer down uh, in the Middle East by that time. If not, again, it's bumpable. Uh, for those that are interested, please sign up uh, just to hold a spot at least. It's not huge obligation um, just to know that, hey, you're interested and we'll keep you informed, etc. So, uh, but uh, we're thrilled uh, currently uh, with my son here uh, at the Rock Church, North Carolina, Morganton, and uh, great service Tuesday. A lot of great things happening here. We're excited for them. And uh, it's just great to see family. And uh, But uh, again, glad that you jumped on board. Um, I want to uh, just say that the Word of God is more than awesome. <laughs> I know you already know that. But the, the more you dig, just the greater it gets. Uh, again, never reaching the bottom uh, of the uh, entirety of its inspiration value, uh, and so forth. But First Samuel chapter number seven, want to dive in. Uh, if I could entitle this today as a podcast title, I'd like to entitle it uh, Ebenezer Stones, Ebenezer um, Stones. So a, kind of an outline, we're going to be talking about the different rock piles, including uh, the rock pile of Mizpah, which means tower, uh, just, uh, again, something along the lines of remembrance. Uh, Going to be talking about uh, Samuel's altar, Samuel's house, uh, and just remembering the goodness of God and how he helps us. Okay, <clears throat> so diving right into this, uh, I want to start with First uh, Samuel 7, and uh, let's look at verse number 12. And it said, Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah, 
and Shen, and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Yehovah helps us here. Uh, so the Philistines were subdued, and they came no more into the coast of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. And the cities which the Philistines had taken uh, from Israel were restored to Israel from Ekron, even unto Gath. And the coast thereof did Israel deliver out of the hands of the Philistines. And there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. And Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. And he went from year to year in circuit to Bethel, to Gilgal, to Mizpah, and judge Israel in all those places. Uh, so powerful, powerful um, in some of those um, name places that are mentioned. And the last verse says, and he returned from uh, uh, Ramah, and there was his house, and there he judged Israel. And there he built an altar unto the Lord. So if we could, I want to just pinpoint upon some of these uh, verses here. But before we do, let me give you just a, a little bit of the history that I have um, thought was so very important to build as a foundation before we dive into the meat of the matter today. Looking at the previous chapter, chapter number six, talks about the Philistines laying the ark of the Lord upon a cart uh, and the coffer uh, with the mice of gold and images. And uh, of course, the cattle, the kine, went straightway uh, out of Beth uh, or toward Beth Shemesh and went along the highway lowing as they went and turned not aside to the right hand or to the left. Uh, it's as if God inspired the cows because of the lowing I've heard really of the past. Uh, farmers would know better how that their calves, the attachment of these mama cows, uh, lowing, missing uh, their young, but yet went forward intentionally as the presence of God drove them uh, toward the borders of Israel. Um, I want to say that, of course, those that were reaping in the valley there, the Beth of Beth Shemesh, or the house of Shemesh, lifted their eyes, seeing the ark coming, they begin to rejoice. And, of course, the Levites assisted in taking the ark, uh, the ark off the cart. And uh, the, the story begins to unfold, uh, how that even the Lord had uh, judged people for looking under the lid of the holy um, such as Uzzah Uzza, uh, at the threshing floor uh, sometime within the scripture it mentioned how God took him down, had to for the fact of doing something that they shouldn't have done, he shouldn't have done it's interesting how that the Philistines, you could see their fingerprints on the gold of the ark as it were as they're handling, these are not my Levites uh, it's interesting, I guess you could say that God will allow amongst the Philistines what he will not allow amongst his own people because the people of God should know better. And could that be the reason where judgment fell upon the Israelites handling the ark inappropriately uh, versus the Philistines handling the ark inappropriately? Now, a little historicity, if I could say, if you back up, you'll find that Israel, 20 years earlier than this, uh, thus, of course, the ark being taken, were defeated. Israel was defeated in a particular battle. And so the Ark of the Lord stayed away 
um, for that amount of time. Thus, it's coming back. Beth Shemesh people in the borders of Israel see this. Now, of course, Samuel spake unto the, all of the house of Israel, and he simply said along the lines of repentance, teshuvah, if you do return unto the Lord with all your heart, then put away the strange gods of Astoroth uh, from among you and prepare your hearts unto the Lord. Astoroth wasn't just a, oh, wow, that's a new god. No, it's a, a god of, with a small g uh, of, in antiquity. Uh, uh, you could say millennia before this. And even to this day, there is uh, the worship of this god or goddess. Uh, but it is Samuel, the judge that's saying, or the prophet that's saying, serve God only. He will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the children of Israel did put away Baalim and Ashtoreth and served the Lord. Uh, so Samuel gathered all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray for you unto the Lord right there. Mizpah uh, being uh, in the meaning of a tower, a tower. Let's go to the tower uh, and I'll pray. And of course they gathered at Mizpah and they drew water, poured it out before the Lord. We're not gonna even drink this water. It's kind of like David um, at the at the time where he, he asked some of his uh, servant soldiers draw water out of the well of Bethlehem. He couldn't. He poured it out. It's like sacrifice. I could drink of the crystal clear, but I want a crystal clear message to go forward. Uh, uh, amen. That uh, I, I, I can't do this. We're as if it were fasting. We're as if it were given the first fruits first to the Lord. Amen. Let it be poured out. I'm not going to even enjoy this. I'm not going to even partake. So uh, Samuel somewhat did the same thing. And, 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 and so Samuel judged the children uh, of Israel at the tower, at Mizpah. And when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel gathered together at Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. Isn't that something? Here they, they let the ark of the Lord go back. They hear they're at the tower. Just about the time you repent, uh, the devil's there to strike again. What a snake in the grass, as it were. Um, just about the time you think you're getting a handle in the relationship with God, you're moving forward. The, the, the godly sorrow's there. You're repentant. There's teshuva, if I could say. And the Philistines show up again. So uh, get ready. Expect those kinds of things to happen. Um, there's war at the womb. As, as soon as there's fresh inspiration, uh, there's war at the womb of a, 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 a fresh inspiration fixing to be born, such as Revelation 12. When the child was there to be born, there was a dragon that was near ready to devour. So there's always going to be a Philistine. There's always going to be some kind of thorn in the flesh that's going to try to devour that fresh inspiration, fruit of the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit, moving forth into the will of God. Um, so praise God. But greater is he that is in us. I don't want to get stuck on that. Uh, although I could, because I, I just, I really feel anointing right now talking about that. Someone may have needed that today. Uh, but the children of uh, Israel, they cease not to cry unto the Lord, uh, our God, to save us. And of course, Samuel took one little suckling lamb and offered it for a burnt offering, holy unto the Lord, holy. Uh, and Samuel cried unto the Lord for Israel, and the Lord heard him. And as Samuel was offering unto the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. So while the blood was being spilled on the altar, you could see the faces of the Philistines. Philistines' faces near to you, 
while the blood was falling. Uh, amen. For God's help and protection. Nick of time, just in time. God's always on time. Uh, amen. An altar is always on time. An altar is always appropriate. Uh, an approved altar of the Lord is always going to be the stack of stones that's needed. Amen. For that hour. Uh, isn't it something, a suckling lamb? If you look up at all the sacrifices of the Old Testament uh, that happened upon the altars, the one that was uh, the sacrifice that was the largest or the most, um, could I say, blood-soaked altar or ground uh, that was needed to suffice or, or could I say to, to help God make a decision concerning something because God can change his mind. Repentance does that. Um, was the time of Balak and Balaam. Uh, amen. Balaam uh, sacrificed, uh, I think it was uh, somewhere around seven rams and seven bullocks. So 14 bloody animals uh, to persuade God. Amen. Instead of cursing the children of Israel, amen, blessing came instead. Uh, amen. So it, it probably takes 14 animals, 14 bloody animals to take the tongue that's going to that's going to twist the situation to speak the right things from from curses to blessing it takes the most blood to stop the gossip it takes the most blood to help the bridle in the horse and the rudder on the ship uh wow but look at this according to the sacrifices it, it looks like it takes only one little suckling lamb to persuade god i'm going to go with you in the battle so the least of the sacrifices that was needed in Old Testament times was one little lamb to help God go before you into battle. Isn't that something? If you, if you flip uh, centuries, millennia, uh, amen, forward from this, you'll find that it was a hill called Calvary where one lamb was slain, amen, to, to make that decision. I'm going to go before you in every battle from now on. I am the propitiation. I am... Uh, amen. The blood uh, that goes before you. I'll cover this. I got this covered. Praise God for that. Praise the Lord. So goes on down. And of course, the Lord discomfits, discomfits them. The KJV uses that terminology in the sense of lightning, thunder, storm. I mean, God's zapping them. <laughs> He's reversing that Philistine army and the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and smote them. And they came unto Bethchar, Bethchar, or the house, Bethchar, or uh, the house of Kar. And Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and, and Sheen and called the name of it Ebenezer. And hereto hath the Lord helped us. Now, if you look up Sheen or Shen, you'll find out that that means something like a, a, a from what I can depict on this, or the commentaries depict, um, it's like a, a sharp stone, like a tooth. Um, maybe the stones around there are like a set of teeth in their depiction. So what I want to pinpoint today is you have a tower and a tooth, a tower and a tooth. And Ebenezer, Ebenezer uh, is uh, basically helping stones or the stone of help. So in between the tower in the tooth, in between the mountain view and the valley, amen, in between the ups and the downs, Samuel knew where to place a stone and he placed it in between and said, perhaps the Lord's helping us here today, amen, 
or hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Maybe not even the perhaps. I think they knew it. Amen. Laying the stones that remind us that God has helped us in between the tower and the tooth is pinnacle. It's vital. How many stones have we laid out along the pathway and the journey of life? Amen. In between the ups and the downs, in between the times I can see it clearly, or in the times, wow, this is a sharp, this is a sharp place. This is a this is a rocky place. This is something that tears. This is something that I can't even see in the distance. But in between that, amen, when you come to the realization, God's helped us. Wow. Philistines are on the run again, and they always will be. They're already defeated at a bloody hill called Calvary, called Golgotha. Amen. The place where the execution stake was placed in the ground, and all of hell trembled. God stripped hell of its authority. Amen. As the reconnaissance team of the saints of God and the church of the living God, the, the kihila, the assembly, the ecclesia, amen, is marching forward because the kingdom of God is not just coming, it's already here. The full fruition is not here yet. He's coming back at the trumpet sound. He's going to ride that white stallion, as it were, and the saints of God will ride behind him. The fruition of the kingdom's coming, but as the reconnaissance team is in the kingdom build right now, right here, akshav, now, Amen. I'm going to plant stones along the way. It seems like Cornelius had a grip on that in Acts chapter 10. Amen. As a memorial, he kept fasting and praying and the angels showed up and Peter shows up and the Holy Ghost falls upon them. God shows up and fills their hearts. Why? It's because I believe somebody knew how to lay Ebenezer stones. Somebody's got to get a hold of an Ebenezer stone every day. We need an Ebenezer stone experience every day. God's helping me today. God's going to help me tomorrow. Wow. Amen. You could say that Sammy was the stone stacking man. <laughs> because later it says in verse 16 of that same seventh chapter, he went out from year to year in circuit, in like an evangelical secular uh, a circle from Bethel to Gilgal to Mizpah, amen, to Bethel, amen, the house of God, to Gilgal, the rolling back, a reproach to Mizpah, the tower, God's house, the rolling back, amen, the tower, he judged from those places. In the last verse, he says, at home, there was his house, of course, at Ramah, and they judged Israel from there. And the last place he built was an altar at his house. Notice the synonymity. There's no separation. You could say from the same stack of stones, amen, he built a house and an altar. The altar was his house and the house was his altar. This isn't the altar. Let me take you to the place. I'll go to my altar. Let me take you 30 minutes down the road. No, he could say, hey, my home is my altar. My altar is my house. Just outside Amen. The window, you could see the stack, the stack of stones. Amen. That was his altar. So Samuel, the stone stack and man, the prophet, amen, the judge, uh, amen, knew how to lay stones. But I got a good feeling he didn't leave out the Ebenezer stone out of the picture because God's helped us today. I just wanted to remind someone today through this inspiring uh, scripture 
uh, amen, how that an Ebenezer stone is the stone of help. Don't forget the little times. Um, it's, it's those little moments. My son was teaching even last night to the man, amen, how that a lot of times it's not the big picture. It's not just this large picture, the dramatic happening that uh, we need to always remember. But I think sometimes the battles are won. I think he was alluding to it. Amen. And um, the, the real victories, amen, happen in the, the small things. Amen. Thanking God. Amen. We got a good God. So I'm going to stack up a stone that, that says that he's good right there. God's helped us. So I pray that, amen, this uh, podcast out of the blue is an Ebenezer to you today. Amen. Stack those stones You be the Samuel Stone stacking man or lady, amen, a brother or a sister, the sons of Zion, the daughters of Zion, to where the Ebenezer Stones are going to make the difference between the tower and the tooth, amen. You can look back, zechor, and remember, amen, that your altar is your house and your house is your altar, amen. It's that important, uh, amen, to be... um, um, a stone stacking person. Amen. One that remembers that God is good all the time. And all the time, <laughs> God is good. Love you today. Don't forget us. Remember us in prayer. Uh, amen. BlueZionMinistries.com. Pray for us. We're right under the auspices. Um, or could I say a great witness <laughs> of all kinds of uh, sources that are kind of bombarding my brain right now, saturating my soul uh, to shake out some books. Uh, Hopefully by September, we're going to have a couple books available. Pray with us on that, um, that God would just continue to pour out the inspiration because I want it. I I just want these nuggets to reach. I wanted to embellish who you already are. Whole Tree Theology, Seamless 66. Love you today. God bless. We're praying for you. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've had your inspiration moment today. As we continue to pray for you, please remember to pray for this ministry as we endeavor to work in the kingdom of God. If you feel led to support this ministry, you can visit us on the web at bluezionministries.com to partner with us in evangelism. While there, you can also find prayer journals and music CDs available for purchase. And be sure to check out our Israel tour information if you'd like to find out more about visiting the Holy Land with us. It's all at BlueZionMinistries.com. We look forward to our time with you next week here on Out of the Blue Podcast. Please invite a friend. And remember, remain zealous over Zion.